The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood, join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, I'm Hugh Wizencroft. You're listening to TalkSport. And it's time now for a look back at day six of Qatar 2022 on World Cup Daily. That side, Goodwin now. Advances forward, looks to put the cross. It takes the deflation into the path. And Jew with a header. Lovely header. And it's in at the far post. Australia lead by a goal to nil. Saudi Arabia side, who have already stunned the football world once this tournament. Can they do it again? And Lewandowski dispossesses the defender. And there is the moment. Robert Lewandowski with his first ever World Cup goal to win the game for Poland. Well, Messi, Mbappe and Ronaldo were all off the mark at this World Cup. Robert Lewandowski adds his star-studded name to the list. Griezmann to deliver. Mbappe has bundled it in! Two for Kylian Mbappe! He might just have won this game for France! Mbappe is just... Head and shoulders above so many at this World Cup. Lionel Messi and his side playing for World Cup survival here tonight. Now Messi, 25 yards out, low shot from him! And Lionel Messi has done it! Big players, big expectations, big moments. They deliver. Incredible. And that goal from Lionel Messi, his eighth in World Cups, also brings him level with Diego Maradona on that total on the same night that he's matched him for World Cup appearances. So earlier on we witnessed an historic day for Robert Lewandowski and Poland as they brushed aside Saudi Arabia. Kylian Mbappe moved into the same company as Pele as France continued their 100% start to the tournament. And elsewhere in Group G, Australia put themselves in a decent position to reach the round of 16. We'll discuss those games shortly. But first, let's look back at tonight's late kickoff as Argentina beat Mexico by two goals to nil. We are still inside the Lucel Stadium where we've witnessed a fantastic atmosphere. I'm alongside Nigel Adderley and the former England World Cup defender Stuart Pearce. Stuart, when we talk about this game, it really hinged on a special moment from Lionel Messi to turn things in Argentina's favour. Yeah, I don't think there was any surprises there. It was going to be a rearguard action from Mexico trying to uh, spring a counter-attack. And that's how the game panned out. And to be fair, there didn't look as though there was a great deal of clear-cut chances. And then the ball arrived at Messi's feet some 25 yards out. And he's hit a sidewinder through bodies straight into the corner and that was the game changer and the winning moment of the game. 
I wrote something down during this game before that goal from Messi and it said it doesn't look like Argentina are going to get beaten but it doesn't look like they know how to win. Now obviously they went on to win the game 2-0 but it took an individual moment for them to suddenly wake up and say actually we should be winning this game. We can do it by passing the ball well. They changed their formation late on to 5-3-2 where I think they actually got more confident because it showed Mexico I mean Mexico just couldn't go anywhere they couldn't get the ball into the final third they were just so resilient the Argentines in terms of their uh, defensive work and I think we saw both sides in the end of the game but it was really only in the last 30 minutes yeah it was but then again the dynamic of the game had changed at that stage you know I think when Mexico have got something to hang on to they're very resilient side but they didn't look as though they had a great deal of punch up front. You know, they were dealing on scraps, they were dealing on counter-attacks, and they couldn't get the bodies from that 5-3-2 shape up to support the two quickly enough and often outnumbered, and the counter-attacks sort of fizzled out in many ways. Nigel Adley alongside us, who is commentating, of course, on the game. Um, It was an important win for Argentina. If they beat Poland in their final game, They've got a good chance of topping the group. Defeat, of course, would put them out. A draw may not even be enough if Mexico or Saudi Arabia win that game by two goals or more. Obviously, it depends on on what Argentina can do. But when you look at it, do we see a side that, that could possibly turn themselves back into, in all of our minds, serious contenders? Not on the evidence of what we saw here no. this evening, but they may grow into the tournament we have seen teams do that in the past you look at France back in 2018 they weren't scintillating in the group stage they scored three goals in the group stage they picked up seven points and then they scored a record number of goals in the knockout rounds and they raced through and uh, took part in a very entertaining final so I, I think that Argentina will need to get better they may have to be better to beat Poland because Poland have shown themselves to be a very durable team in this tournament so far and they could get a result they could get a draw and if they do that may put pressure on Argentina with Mexico playing Saudi Arabia so it was just important for them to win tonight and they were struggling to find the breakthrough until Lionel Messi delivered it and that is what could win them the World Cup if Messi can keep producing moments like that at key times in games then they could go a long way. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, some of what, some else of what uh, has happened today. Of course, a big win uh, for France. They beat Denmark by two goals to nil. They become the first nation to qualify for the last 16 of the World Cup as their talisman stepped up yet again when it mattered uh, to secure the three points. It's back with Griezmann to deliver. Mbappe has bundled it in. Two for Kylian Mbappe. He might just have won this game for France. He leaps over the advertising hoardings to celebrate with the supporters. Kylian Mbappe, France's MVP, with another goal at the World Cup. What he touches at the moment turns into a goal or assist, so unfortunately that was against us. He's strong as an ox, and when you match pace with speed of thought, then you've got, you got a problem. So France showing their class once again. So did Kylian Mbappe, the hero with two late goals. Only Pelé has scored seven or more World Cup goals before their 25th birthday. And he could go on, Stuart Pearce, to to be the player of this tournament on the evidence of the first two games. Uh, On on what I've seen so far live, live action, and I've seen, you know, uh, six or seven games so far, 
he has been the standout player for me that I've seen. We've spoke at length about Messi being the standout player here. I think he's probably more integral to the French personally. I think he's been outstanding in the games. He's scoring goals in the tournament and they need to keep him fit and firing. I think the French chance of going all the way hinges certainly on him in the main. Nigel, do you agree? Yeah, I, I think the French have been good so far. I think they were slightly fortunate tonight because I thought Denmark played very well and they were on the way to a very good point until and again Mbappe came up with that moment and I think that they have players around him though even with the injuries they've had to contend with coming mm. into this tournament and they are finding a blend I mean that the run the timing of the run from Teo Hernandez for that first goal was absolutely outstanding I think they were looking for offside it never came and Mbappe was able to to put the ball in defensively of course they conceded again and they do usually drop points in the group stage I don't think it will happen in their final game against Tunisia, but that's another local derby, almost a bit like Argentina against Mexico. So the Tunisians will be fired up with a big support in that game. But they've already started to show they can purr through games, the French. And any team that can do that at this stage of the World Cup has to be contenders. But you look at it, no one's retained the World Cup since Brazil in 1962. So it's a very difficult thing to do. Didier Deschamps, the French head coach, says there are two types of leadership, physical and mental, and Kylian Mbappe is a leader. He doesn't speak, he's not very talkative, but he's like a steam train on the pitch. He gets the crowd going and he knows from the get-go that the French team needs him and that he needs to be at his best. Is it, is it really like that? Because I think Nigel mentioned the, the quality that is throughout the squad, but does their success really hinge on him? I, I think the rest of the team look at him and know that he is a performer that stages and stadiums like this where the final's going to be, where we're speaking from, is, is probably ideally set. You know, he's one of the best players in the world at the moment. Is he the next generation? He probably is the next generation of Messi and Ronaldo. They've been here for the last two decades. It's Mbappe's the next in line. Already saw the graphic when he scored a little bit earlier on his 30th goal for France already. So he should be breaking records for his country. Well, he could get 75 goals for his country the way he's going. I think he scored 50 goals for club and country in the calendar year now, mm. which is the sort of numbers that Messi and Ronaldo were putting up when they were in their prime maybe 10 years or so ago. So he is a phenomenon and there's all the talk about him all the time and there's been some talk he might want to leave PSG apparently you know he, he runs the club in some mm. respects we hear all the rumours which are often denied but you get him out on the football field in a World Cup and he's very difficult to stop Argentina struggles in their group paired with the same group in France as, it, as France means that essentially if Argentina come runners up in their group and France win their group as it looks like they will it could be France against Argentina in the round of 60. Like it was in 2018, mm. that remarkable 4-3 game. Messi versus Mbappe, Stuart Pearce. Well, the only people that would look forward to that is us neutrals and everybody else in the competition who's in the round of 16 that's not involved in that because one of the big teams, one of the fancied teams has got to go out if that is the case. Now, that might suit one or two others that, that their path gets a little bit easier. 
Let's talk about Denmark then, of course, beaten by the French, tipped by many to cause a shock in this tournament. They have just one point from their first two games. They now face a must-win match against Australia. Let's hear from the Denmark and Manchester United midfielder Christian Eriksen, who's been speaking to our European football expert Andy Brassel about today's defeat and the game against Australia next week. We fought hard. We had the, f- the chances we uh, we should have taken, obviously, to get the game turned around. Uh, I think we did well to come back. Um, and then, obviously, to, to finish like we did is very unfortunate. But in the end, it doesn't change anything. Uh, we still need a win in the last game. So if we were to draw today, we'd still be in the same. So how do you feel about that, that last game? I mean, Australia got what some might consider a surprise win today. So they'll be up for it as well? Yeah, no, it's going to be a very good game. Uh, I mean, for us to go into the game is... Uh, our aim is to win it. We have to win it, uh, otherwise we're we out. So uh, there's only one uh, one aim for us. Denmark have been disappointing so far. They haven't really got their game going. Like we said, so many people tip them as a dark horse. Yeah, a lot of people w- were suggesting to me. Personally, I couldn't see it. And But what I would say is they've got the ability, and I think they will beat Australia. And that will yeah. be enough to get them out of the group, I gather. I tend to agree with that. Do you, Nigel? Yeah, I think we're basing everything we talk about Denmark and what they did in the Euros when, of course, they, they, they ran England very close in the semi-finals. Of course, they were riding that wave of emotion following Christian Eriksen's illness uh, in the early stages of that tournament. But they, they've got some good players. They've got good players playing for big clubs in, in the top leagues. I think they would have been disappointed with their opening performance, the draw against Tunisia. I thought they were much better tonight. I thought they caused the French problems. They could have even gone two on up late in the game before the goal from Mbappe. But I still think they'll, they'll, they'll go through. And if they do that, it's knockout football. Who knows? Well, Andy Brassel referred to that surprise win for Australia. It came against Tunisia today, earning their first win of the, talk, uh, excuse me, of the tournament live on TalkSport 2 on Saturday morning. Big achievement for them if they can reach the knockout stages. It would be incredible for Australia. Stuart says uh, he thinks Denmark will beat them. I tend to agree with it. Despite that 1-0 win over Tunisia, the Australian head coach, Graham Arnold, doesn't want his players to get carried away. No doubt the, the nation is ex- extremely proud, but we've done nothing. It's, uh, you've achieved something we can talk about after the tournament, but we're here to go as far as we can go. I don't want any celebration. Get yourself in the dressing room, ice baths, recover, and get ready for the next one. Would it be good for world football to see a nation like Australia reach the round of 16? I think it would be brilliant for Australia. I've got to say, I watched the game against France and I thought they were awful. I really did. France absolutely run them ragged, especially in the wide areas with Dembele one side and Mbappe the other. But they've got the ability to do that to any any defender at this tournament, let alone the Australians. The one thing the Aussies have got, and they've got it in sport, not just football, but every sport, they've got real togetherness and they're a hard-nosed outfit that will work and work and work to try and achieve a result. And it will be brilliant for Aussie football if they can uh, get out of the group. Yeah, we'll see exactly how that group ends up. But a very positive result for France at top of the group at the moment. Looks like they're going to win it as well, of course. Uh, Let's go back to Group C, where we were talking about Argentina beating Mexico a little bit earlier on. Also in that group, Poland moved to the top of the table with a 2-0 win over Saudi Arabia live on TalkSport. And it was an historic day for their main man. Lewandowski dispossesses the defender. And there is the moment. 
Robert Lewandowski with his first ever World Cup goal to win the game for Poland. After that goal, Robert Lewandowski dropped to the ground. He was highly emotional and he was asked about it afterwards. He says, the older I get, the more emotional I get. I'm aware when it comes to the World Cup, this could be my last. And I wanted to underscore that I have played and scored at World Cups. When I scored, everything I had inside, the dreams, the importance of the goal, the way I scored it, all the dreams from my early childhood were fulfilled. Lovely moment for him, Stuart. It certainly is. I mean, he's been at the top of his game for so long, but would you say he's not playing for a powerhouse nation in world football? No. You know, without any disrespect there. Um, so it's difficult for him. So to actually come here, get a goal, brilliant for him, I think. He deserves that at least. Yeah, special moment for a special player. You're listening to TalkSport. This is World Cup Daily. Next up, we'll look ahead to a tournament-defining game for Germany. The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood. Join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. You're listening to the TalkSport World Cup Daily Podcast. I think they're really stunned. I think they can't believe not only that they lost, but the way they lost. Oh, what a goal from Asano! And Japan have turned it around! There's no enthusiasm about the World Cup. Um, that I can feel in Germany right now. One of the big World Cup wins of the last 50 years. Germany won, Japan two. You do just get done by a team that has that clinical edge that you lack. Murata given the room to turn back towards Danny Olman. Murata makes it seven with a low shot. And Spain really cut loose here. There is still that level of expectation there. Spanish fans will expect Spain to get to the final. Spain were relentless. And they will hope this is a taste of things to come. This is TalkSport. I'm Hugh Wisencroft alongside Nigel Adley and the former England World Cup defender Stuart Pearce. Let's take a look at Sunday's games now. A big one. Spain taking on Germany. Germany could be knocked out of the World Cup if they lose to Spain. And Japan beat Costa Rica live on TalkSport 2 at 10am. 
we could see them suffer back-to-back group stage exits after they lifted the trophy in 2018. Well, the game has got the same dynamic as this one that we've just had today, the same pressures on it for the German team, but they're up against a Spanish side that are just come off the back of hitting seven goals in very clinical nature, I've got to say, in the game. Uh, they didn't have too many efforts at goal, but the ones they did seem to hit the back of the net all the time. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Both teams got the ability to to win it, and the, uh, the Spanish know if they win it, they're out the group and qualified and off, and they put another main uh, contender in, the, in uh, the World Cup out the competition and send them home should have said backstage uh, back to back group stage exits since winning in 2014 of course what did you see from Germany in that defeat to Japan was there was there much to worry you was it just the Japanese and their good play that made them win that match yeah strangely enough it wasn't a game that I, I covered but from what I can gather speaking with sort of uh, one or two the intensity of the Japanese and that seems to be the key the intensity of teams that have got good results and punching above their weights whether it be the Saudis the Japanese or or other sides within the tournament it's the intensity of their play that's won the day I agree with you because I was at that game and actually you were left wanting to sort of grab and shake the German players and say if you want to win a game you've got to earn it it's not just going to happen that's what you wanted from them, a little bit of intensity. There were a couple of players I was really disappointed with. Jamal Musiala, we spoke about him before the tournament, the youngster from Bayern Munich, and Chelsea's Kai Havertz as well. He was, I, I think, on the periphery for most of that game. European football expert Andy Brassel spoke to Natalie Sawyer and Tony Cascarino on the weekend sports breakfast, and he said he has sympathy for the Chelsea man. I feel Havertz is quite out of nick at the moment, mm. to, to be honest. I, I think that is, that is the main problem. For me, I've always seen his future as a centre-forward because even when he can... That, that's why I felt a bit counterintuitive when Chelsea bought Lukaku. And obviously, that was a bad signing. They had no idea how to use him. You know, that's a completely mm. different story. But I, I think with, with Havertz, you look at all the other stuff he can do and it kind of detracts from the fact, OK, he's six foot two and he can win headers on the penalty spot. You know, it's a bit like Joao Felix. Uh, Atletico Madrid has not been really used that well. And, you know, you saw in that Ghana game, what terrific finisher he is. But you feel he should, well, he, he looks a bit gate-wise like Kaká, so maybe we should use him like that. Maybe we should just let him just don't. Use him as a centre-forward. Mm. And I feel with, with Havertz, that's got to be the next step in coaching him. Stuart Pearce, could Kai Havertz be a world-class number nine for you? I've always seen him more of as a a deeper lying player or one of a three-man midfield more so maybe a number 10 even someone who flits around and that I, I'm not seeing him leading the line and being out and out number nine if I'm being honest with you but listen I'm the first to hold my hands up and admit I've got it wrong if I see it sometime in the future a prediction do we think Germany are going home tomorrow yes I think that the lack of intensity that Stuart talked about and the way they were overwhelmed by Japan late on would be a real concern for them and Hansi Flick just didn't seem to get a tune out of some very good players and I was sat with Stuart covering the Spain game I mean Costa Rica were were pretty poor but Spain made them look very poor they had seven shots on target and scored seven goals and I think if Pedri and Gavi are given the same sort of room and can have the same sort of ebullience in their performance then Germany have got real problems 
Well, it's going to be a special Sunday across the TalkSport network. 10 a.m., Japan against Costa Rica. 1 o'clock, Belgium take on Morocco. 4 p.m. on TalkSport, Croatia and Canada. And at 7 p.m., the big one we just mentioned, Spain against Germany with Jim Proudfoot and former England defender Stuart Pearce alongside me. And don't forget, the TalkSport World Cup daily podcast, available to download on the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. And it will be there every morning throughout the tournament here in Qatar. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. The Men's Room, a talk sport podcast in partnership with Toolstation. From masculinity to mental health, friendship to fatherhood. Join Tom Skinner and Neil Razor Ruddock for the podcast that gets to the nuts and bolts of what it really means to be a man. Listen and follow now via your preferred podcast portal. The Men's Room, in partnership with Toolstation. Save 5% on everything you need for a whole month with the new Toolstation Club. Join today online, in-store or via the app.